0: I'm Nolan Green from Army Rugby, and you're watching Rugby Wrap-Up.
1: Next on the College Rugby Wrap-Up, making sense of the Mafia meets the cartels American rugby landscape, plus all women's and men's action, coach interviews, and player cameos. Rugby Wrap-Up brought to you in part by Sheehy Auto Stores. It's easy at Sheehy. Box for Grow, the future of cannabis farming. We box you in to increase your yield and profit. The Pig & Whistle, The World's Best Rugby Pub, and Lean and & Limber, Stretching Your Way to a Healthier Lifestyle. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to this week's college rugby wrap-up with your favorite pundits, Zach Lanning, Josh Ressio, and Colby Marshall. I'm Matt McCarthy. All right, gents, before we get to your stellar contributions, re-Naira slash NCAA Women's Rugby, D1A Rugby, and NCR Action, we have to take care of some difficult business. After fielding many a question from confused, distraught, and sobbing, often inconsolably sobbing souls, we will attempt to lend some clarity To what looks to be a fragmented, disjointed, dysfunctional, and downright kooky college rugby landscape here in America. Working as forensic rugby detectives, as per our training from David Barry, who was formerly with the forensics firm BlackRock and now is running in circles with some splinter group called the Ramblin' Jesters, we know definitively one thing. It's a mess. Indeed, it's an alphabet soup of acronyms, some using the same letters, some sounding too similar to differentiate. You can see it on your screen. The ACR, American College Rugby, ACRA, American College Rugby Association, C-R-A-A, Collegiate Rugby Association of America, NIRA, National Intercollegiate Rugby Association, aka NCAA for women's rugby, and the non-affiliates under USA Rugby with no acronym. But let's not get stuck behind our own 22 because of a couple of ABCs. Let's go right to our Rugby Forensics Bulletin Board. And when you look at it, think mafia, think drug cartel, think families within those kinds of organizations. The biggest of the families is the newly formed NCR, National Collegiate Rugby, which used to be the NSCRO, National Small College Rugby Organization, that splintered from USA Rugby after the second bankruptcy and losing about $120,000 to USA Rugby's malfeasance. It's also the only one that is no longer sanctioned by USA Rugby because they have refused to pay USA Rugby any more money until certain things are hashed out. But in the meantime, NCR has grown to be the biggest, as I said earlier. Then you've got D1A, who is the existing big shot organization under CRAA, the Collegiate Rugby Association of America. Mind you, if these two entities could come together, then the rest would follow. That's my guess. And the families are separated. At least the two biggest families are separated by money, which you might guess, and seasonality of the 15s and 7s seasons, respectively. National Collegiate Rugby, NCR, has figured out insurance and all that other stuff on their own. And they seem to be getting a better bang for their buck. Their members seem to be getting a better bang for their buck. Whereas D1A is still under the USA Rugby umbrella, as are all those other entities. But the teams are already paid into USA Rugby, so they don't want to merge and say, well, you know, we're paying so much more than these guys further complicating things is what happened at USA Rugby following their bankruptcy filing when they basically decentralized the entire entity meaning they got rid of the USA Rugby Congress and they came up with councils and we have a collegiate council that is basically made up of people that represent their interests but not necessarily represent the interest of the collegiate rugby player at large. And by that, I mean NCR, National Collegiate Rugby, who has most of the teams or a larger stake of teams than any of the other entities, is not represented in this council because they are not sanctioned by USA Rugby. And I understand that. But any decisions made by that council will impact all college rugby players. You know, we can go on for days like this, but I have reached out to the big shots from both entities. I've heard back from one entity. I haven't heard back from the other. So while we wait to hear, we're going to leave it at that and get back to our college rugby show. We can exhale now, guys, and get back to what's At hand with your stuff and what you've been covering. So, Zach, why don't we flip the apple cart this week and start with the ladies first and go with the Naira, the National Intercollegiate Rugby Association slash NCAA Women's
2: Rugby. Right. An emerging NCAA sport, as you just mentioned, Matt, uh, you know, waiting for 40 teams to, to join. They have 27 currently uh, that are varsity sports around the country waiting to hit that 40 number. I don't know how I follow up that confusing mess with uh, something here, but I'll try my best, uh, guys. So we'll start with the Naira playoffs, as you mentioned, and a pretty predictable result. Dartmouth, the big green, rolling over Brown 56 to 5 in their semifinal matchup, punching their ticket to the Naira championship. 10 tries scored by Dartmouth in that match, Matt, uh, by five different players. Fifth-year senior Lily Durbin had four of those tries. She had herself a day. Uh, her and Emily Henrich on that back line have combined to just terrorize the entire Naira conference this, this year so far. Uh, but a little bit of an upset then in the other match, Matt, that other semifinal matches where we saw, really, the, the, you know, the shakeup here. Harvard expected all year, they were first in Naira for most of the season to be facing Dartmouth in this Naira championship. But they fell to Army this weekend. Wow. Army, I don't, yeah, I don't want to say that I called it last week, Matt, but I did mention this Army side uh, getting hot at the right time, beating Penn State a week ago. Um, they lost to Harvard earlier in the season, but they were able to flip the script. Freshman Sophia Linder had a huge uh, was a huge part of that, recording a hat trick uh, from her center spot in this match. So it will be Dartmouth versus Army at West Point next week, guys, and that should be a, a heck of a matchup. Uh, I'm looking forward to that. Dartmouth just a machine all season, but Army is has been sneaky good these last couple of weeks. And you know, do they have it in them to pull off one more upset? All right, that's good. What about NCR? Yeah, they're in the thick of the playoff hunt as well, Matt. You had plenty of teams. We previewed the matchups last week. At the top, you had chalk. So number one seed University of Northern Iowa uh, absolutely obliterated North Dakota, 120 to five. Uh, Which I kudos to North Dakota for scoring that one try. Uh, But so, yeah, that was expected. Number two seed, Grand Valley State also won their matchup over Purdue handily, 72 to two. But after that, things started to get a little dicey, guys. So, number three, uh, Marquette lost a really close match, 29 26 to number 10, Iowa State. Um, And number 15, Clemson, with the huge upset over number four, Cincinnati, 71 to 22. So, a little bit of a, a, a wonky. Finish there on that part of the thing. You also saw number eleven Wisconsin Eau Claire upset number eight Bowling Green, fifty-two to twenty-six, and you had number nine Colgate upsetting number seven Kent State, thirty-nine to five. The other matchup to watch in this we had mentioned last week, number five Life in the fifth seed here. They're not used to that. Uh, they took care of business against number twelve Syracuse, fifty-seven to zero. And what you're seeing from this Life side, guys, is is a bit of a younger developmental side. So this isn't the D1 elite side. That you will see in the spring and that will play against the likes of Lindenwood and Penn State and CWU. Uh, this is freshmen, sophomores, a couple upperclassmen uh, and one D1A player per match playing these games. So uh, head coach Chow is looking to kind of get a, a, some, some younger players some playing time. So, you know, they're still probably favored in this tournament, but they, it's not going to be the cakewalk that you'd expect uh, from this life side.
1: Yeah, you know, about Rosalind Chow, she got a little bit of hot water, apparently. My My intel tells me that she was on the college council until they found out that she had entered the developmental side into NCR because life is in D1A. So that's just a little bit more of the stuff that we don't need going on there. We got a cliffhanger before we take our break. You predicted something accurately, and one of these other two gentlemen predicted something accurately. We'll get to that right after this. If you're in New York City and wanna watch some great rugby, have some great food, and some great times, go to the world's best rugby pub. The Pig and Whistle on West 36th Street. Been blind since I was four. And I've never seen a beer commercial or a beer label. None of that stuff influences me. I drink beer because of the taste. And my beer's Pap's Blue Ribbon. It has the taste and the flavor.
3: What do you think's on the label?
1: I think there's a, a naked woman riding on a unicorn
0: jumping over fire. Oh, that's good beer. Selling or trading in your vehicle? Sheehy makes it easy. With easy trades, start online or visit us in store. We want your vehicle and we'll give you up to 125% of KBB value. It's easy at Shihi. Sheehy. Sheehy.com. I'm Anna Spangenberg. I'm from Lunarwood Rugby and welcome to Rugby Wrap Up.
1: All right, guys, we're back. And just before we get to our stuff, we've got another pop up quiz brought to you by Sheehy Auto Works. And I want you each. To tell me, after hearing what I said at the top of the show, how many different entities with the acronym Alphabet Soup do we have in college rugby? Is it one? Is it four? Is it seven? Is it five? Raise your hand if you think you know the answer. Josh. Seven. Zach. It's
0: gotta be three.
3: <laughs> Ooh.
1: Colby, down to you, baby.
3: Definitely five,
1: Matt. Five it is. And you are today's winner of
2: the Kihi
1: Auto Stores Rugby Wrap-Up, College Rugby Wrap-Up Pop-Up Quiz. That's an acronym for college rugby right there. Okay, with that, let's get to you, Josh. What do you got for us in D1A?
4: Well, you had mentioned predictions, and uh, I was right there getting it right. Indiana will not be the Big Ten champion this year as Ohio State was able to come back late and get the win, and they're going to be taking that trophy back to Columbus. First time in 10 years, Matt, that they've been able to take that trophy home. A time that I think Tom Rooney is finally feeling that weight off his shoulder. I've been told that he was doing backflips after the game, so you can only imagine how happy they are over in Columbus. It was a great game. It was really close. You know, Indiana was resting guys near the end of the season, and I think you know it may have came back to hurt them. Because Ohio State, they came to that game strong, and they really wanted to pull off that win. And solid throughout, 33 to 29 at the end. Ohio State, two champion.
1: You got to salute Tom Rooney. He's been at this for so long. Congratulations, my friend. What else you got for us?
4: Third place game. Michigan State was able to pull it out. I want to, I want to bring this up, Matt. You know, earlier in the week, D1A was able to put out their rankings in which illinois the team of michigan state played in this third place match flipped with michigan state michigan state took off the rankings and illinois brought into the top 25 michigan state didn't really like that nice. they're able to pull off the win 21 to 5 and your buffalo man kevin roach another solid game he's really finishing off his season strong michigan state finishes the season five and oh and you know you can only hope that the rankings are going to come out correct next week
1: Well, we we could talk for for four episodes on the rankings in college rugby because of all the different factions, all the different families, if you will. But we're not getting anywhere with that right now. But yeah,
4: you're right. Great stuff. What else? Anything? Yeah, so Bowling Green was able to take home the MAC championship, 48-15. to That's the fourth time I think they've been able to win it since 2014. Life was able to squeak out a very, very narrow victory over Davenport. Davenport was able to hold life scoreless for the whole second half. And, you know, I think Davenport's walking away from that game very happy. And, you know, Matt, you were over at the Army and Lindenwood game. They were able to – Army was able to pull off a, a great win, 26-17. to 17.
1: Yeah, it was an unbelievable atmosphere up at West Point in Anderson Rugby Sports Complex or whatever the name. I think it's the Anderson Sports Complex. But it's just a – it's a dedicated rugby facility. They have a spectacular grass pitch with a, a great – uh field turf pitch that you can train on as well. They've got everything you need The stands, but it was also a celebration of v- Veterans Day. So it was extra special. They did a great tribute at the head of the game. And then the game itself was just as physical as you'd expect from these these two teams. Uh, Lindenwood had an opportunity early on. They missed the opening penalty kick, kind of set the tone. It was a dead on kick, but it was a slick field that had been raining in the area all week and all, all day rather. But it was a beautiful night for rugby, actually. But the field, the grass field held the moisture. So guys were, were sliding. They didn't have confidence in their traction. Some of the guys were missing kicks uh, when, the, when the ball was put up in the air. But it was basically a forwards game. And it came down to Army just smashing and smashing and smashing and having a great match. We caught up with uh, both coaches after the match, Matt Sherman of Army and Josh, uh, Josh Macy of Lindenwood. It was the first time Army beat Lindenwood, by the way, guys. So here are those interviews. Congratulations. Big, big win there. Is that the first time you beat Lindenwood? It is, yeah. So it's a
0: big deal. It's a big win for us, yeah. What does it mean for you guys short term and then long term? Uh, Short-term, I, I think it's just a, a good good validation for the guys for, for how hard they've been working um, and improving. Um, and long-term, you know, there'll be lots we can learn from this game, you know, even in the win that we can get better at and, um, you know, that we need to get better at. And so, you know, uh, as, as much as we'll be excited about the win and feel good about that, um, we're going to get back to work. You know, we hibernate here for the winter a little bit, but... we're gonna get uh get healthy and get stronger and we're gonna come back in the spring uh and and improve team you had some injuries but you also showed some depth there we did yeah we had a couple um we had a guy go down early unfortunately with a with a head wound um head knock and hopefully he's all right um but uh we've got a deep team it's been part of what we've been doing all year We've, we've we've tested our depth on the field and you know it's um it's part of the game right you got to have guys step up so really happy with the with the depth of the team yeah
1: well congratulations and a a great day to get a win here at west point
0: yeah it was a good environment yeah i appreciate all the people that came out it was awesome they did a great job controlling territory Um, You know they're just a very, very organized team, and then even operationally, you know they they were great with uh, you know running balls onto the field, new balls for their guys, and man, I just I thought they did a great job tonight, and uh, we struggled to adjust, and that's what happens when you play good teams. And you're two of the higher ranked
1: teams in the nation right now. How does this set up a potential rematch?
0: Oh, you know that's up to the playoff committee, and you know I don't I don't have much to do with that, but. You know that they've had a Army's had a great semester and this caps it off and you know we're just kind of getting ramped up and we play for May. You know that's when they hand out the trophies.
1: And how much of a gauge do you think this is in terms of a national championship matchup?
0: Oh, I, I think it's pretty good. You know we're we're uh, you know blooding some young players and you know we're excited to move forward with the rest of the season and uh, you know I, I I would love to play them again. They're they're great rivals and great opponents.
1: I think as as you. T- started to play in the second half a little tighter your boys got a little bit more confidence
0: yeah yeah I would would say that um you know the thing is what what gives you confidence right it's it's uh ascendancy at the set piece it's you know maybe building phases and and we just struggled to do that today you know lots of lots of slick balls out here and uh you know maybe maybe an offload doesn't come off or a line break doesn't get finished and that's the difference when you play good teams now Lyndon has got Davenport
1: Ahead of them. So it doesn't get it easier for those guys. And Army is just firing on all cylinders right now. Check out Army coming out of the tunnel. I was able to stand there as they were prepping to come out of the tunnel. This was pretty cool. And just one other thing, uh, Rugby New York coach Marty Veal, the head coach of the MLR team, was up there scouting, and I got this little moment with Marty having a good time. All right, that's it. We're out of time. Thank you for just kidding, Colby. I know that you think that you're in the doghouse because you're not wearing sleeves, but that's not true. We've just saved the best
3: for last. What do you have for us, Colby? I appreciate those kind words, Matt. I'm really excited about what I have for you guys. Uh, the NCR playoffs are set. The quarterfinal stages are written up at the top side of the bracket. As you see on the left-hand side, we have the seventh seed, the young team, Mary Washington, taking on the experience. One seed, St. Bonaventure. You know, Mary Washington are led by five freshmen that lead the team in tries, so they're going to need all those guys to perform if they want to you know, pull off the upset against a Bonnie team that is starting to look like a team on the cusp of becoming a national powerhouse in college rugby.
1: Wow. Did you say that freshmen are leading the
3: team in tries? Five five freshmen. Wow. That's awesome. That is awesome. What else you got for us? Additionally, Cuts Town are going to visit Iona at Mozilla Field in the four and five matchup. Iona, shockingly, has never beaten Cuts Town in 15s. They've had their number in sevens in the CRCs in the past couple of years, but are still looking for that first victory in 15s. They'll have the chance to do that on Sunday. Cuts are a team that defeated Mount St. Mary's 34-12 to get to this point. Iona are the reigning Liberty Conference champions after defeating Northeastern. Talented players on both sides. When you think of the likes of Aaron Gray for Cuts and Cam DiGiorgio for Iona, it should really be a barn burner at Mozilla Field on Sunday.
1: Tell us about Coach Dave and those Brown Bears.
3: Yeah, Dave's Bears got a tough matchup against Penn State, the number two Lions, you know, Brown are a team that shocked a lot of people when they defeated Dartmouth in the Ivy League championship. And they're going to look for the upset against Penn State. But Penn State are a team that might be the most battle tested team of this bunch of the final eight. You know, when you think of everybody they've played, Cuts Town, Ohio State, Army, Navy, and Mary Washington as well. So Penn State are a team that can easily get to the final in this competition. Brown, they have a a lot to do if they want to knock off, if they want to knock off Penn state. Okay. And anything else you got for us? Yeah. Lastly, Northeastern are going to play against Queens. Northeastern had that close game against Iona, had them shut out um, midway through the second half and really looked like they were going to win the Liberty conference championship, but Iona proceeded to score 19 unanswered to win as we all know. But They will look to bounce back in this game against Queens. A very winnable game for them. They're going to be led by Ryan Keneally, who's a really great back player for them. So Queens are led by Hilton Oliver, who actually led the Chesapeake Conference in total points with six tries, three penalty goals, and 36 conversions. Matt, can you do the math? How many total points is that? That So that's
1: 72. That's uh, uh, 15 and... well, how many conversions? How many penalty goals? Three. Three, nine. So there's your answer. 72, nine and 15. Anyway, on on that note, I want to thank Mr. Colby Marshall, Mr. Zach Lanning, and Mr. Josh Rescio. I'm Matt McCarthy. For these gentlemen, thank you for tuning in. And don't forget to check out our other segments, including our exclusive with the man they call the beast, plus our lively chat with rugby legends Dick Spring and George Hook, and look out for our upcoming United Rugby Championship shows. And please sign up for our Rugby Wrap-Up Red Cross Blood Donor Team.